0: Bitcoin market cap is back above the $1 trillion milestone. Let's freaking go. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as we're on the cusp of 52,000, baby. Also, Mike Novogratz says he can think of 34 trillion reasons to believe in Bitcoin. Here's what that means. As well as SkyBridge founder Anthony Scaramucci says it's not too late to buy Bitcoin and foresees a face-ripping rally incoming send it. Also, we'll be discussing pent-up demand driving a surge of capital into Bitcoin. According to MicroStrategy founder, the one and only GigaChad, Mike Saylor. We'll also be discussing BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF passes 100,000 Bitcoin under management, and all it took them was one month. That's right, quoting Pompliano, there were 631 million of net inflows to the spot Bitcoin ETFs yesterday. That is 14x more demand than the network produced in the same day. I don't think people understand the magnitude of what is happening right now. Preach. Also in today's show, Arthur Hayes predicts Bitcoin's meteoric rise to $1 million per coin amid banking turmoil in Federal Reserve, money printing. I'm also going to be sharing with you some bonus predictions of Bitcoin hitting that seven-figure milestone as well. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Net. Now, welcome to pod episode 1551. I'm your host, JV. And today is Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. No St. Valentine's Massacre, but quite to the contrary, massive pump. We're up 2,600 for the day, about to tap 52,000. So congratulations to so all my long-term Bitcoin hodlers, because right now over 80% of the Bitcoin supply is in the hands of my long-term hodlers. So let's get it. Let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day, the entire market Market is pumping. That's right. 51.7 for Bitcoin up 5%. We have Ether almost at 2,800. We haven't seen an ETH price action like this in two years. Cardano up 6%. Even XRP is up 2.5%. So virtually every top coin in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. Check it out. The total crypto market cap is about to tap 2 trillion, another milestone. Uh, 24-hour volume is 83 billion with the Bitcoin dominance at 52.5% even with the ether dominance back on the rise at 17.2%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours. We have DYM up 17%, followed by Say, up 16%, followed by Stacks, let's go, up 13.5%, ripping, now trading at $2.46. Feels like it was just $1.50 like the other week. Good lord. But anyways, uh, most of these cryptos are pumping it in the green, but I'd love to know which altcoins in particular are you most bullish on for this bull run? I'll let you boy and in-between stories. I'll be reading your comments out loud as this is a live and interactive show, first and foremost. And checking out the crypto bubbles on the daily, virtually every major crypto pumping and in the green minus two. So that's like 98 of the top 100. Pretty impressive gains. And zooming out on the monthly, we can finally say the majority of the alts, are back in the green. Let's go. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, yesterday, the highest we have seen it in like two years, a 79 extreme greed, but today we're back down in greed at a 74. Last week was a 62 and last month a 52, which is neutral. And checking out the Bitcoin halving clock. We only have 63 more days until the Bitcoin halving event, which is the biggest event which occurs in the crypto sphere every four years. And this is scheduled to take place on April 17th, literally just two months away. Can you feel it? Where do you think the Bitcoin price action is likely to be by, uh, not Valentine's, but by the day of the happening, which is gonna occur in roughly two months? Let me know, do you feel price discovery? Can you see new all-time highs? Let me know your thoughts, I'm gonna read those out loud. And let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Let's go. Now, Bitcoin hit two-year highs, February 14th, as the bulls enjoyed a Valentine's Day surprise. The greatest gift you can give a Bitcoiner is a new high and we just achieved that so congratulations thank you satoshi we appreciate it trading view tracked the powerful bitcoin price comeback from 48.4 lows the day prior during the asian trade-in session bitcoin not only erased its snap four percent losses but also added a long-term high and was on course for fifty-two thousand, and still is we're only 200 away at the time of the stream characteristic bullish behavior saw bitcoin add a thousand dollars in a single hourly candle. There must have been some big buy action, which there is, while the overall crypto market cap nears $2 trillion, another massive milestone, with Bitcoin surpassing $1 trillion. We haven't been here in roughly two years, family. Analyzing the low time frame setup, uh, Sku showed an ongoing resistance support flip on the four-hour chart. The main trend lines to watch he shared involved exponential moving averages and the RSI. I think so far this trend is fairly straightforward as long as the market sustains current bullish momentum. He also shared shared that the four-hour EMAs will provide nice and concise trend confirmations along with the RSI for momentum with the current trend, as well as when it's clear current momentum is lost. Key closes often with the trends, which are daily open as well as the weekly open. On Binance, additionally noted that the spot buyer interest had been front-running institutional inflows via the U.S., ETFs. And as reported, these continue to gain traction with more and more Bitcoin being bought up by the nine ETF providers on a daily basis. As BitMEX Research shares here, Bitcoin ETF flow, all data out for 13th of February, very strong day with 631 million in positive net flow over. All providers. Huge day for BlackRock with 493 million. In fact, Pompliano responded BlackRock raised $5 billion in their spot Bitcoin ETF in less than five weeks. For context, 80% of the Bitcoin in circulation hasn't moved in the last six months. So BlackRock sucked up 2.5% of all the tradable Bitcoin in five freaking weeks. Wild. He also pointed out there were 631 million in net inflows, as I pointed out to the spot Bitcoin ETFs yesterday. That is 14x more demand than the network produced in the same day. I don't think people understand the magnitude of what is happening right now. And in the flesh, you guys understand? Let me know. Now, taking the longer-term view, we also have REC Capital suggesting everything was happening in line with the classic bull market for Bitcoin. The timing of the Bitcoin price recovery towards all-time highs was right on schedule, he shared. Drawing comparisons to 2020, he noted the uh, cathartic uh, effect of the block subsidy halving, with Bitcoin generally beginning a pre-halving rally two months in advance. The next halving we know due mid-April the 17th, according to the uh, countdown chart, which we shared out a little earlier. Now also, breaking news, BlackRock scooping up Bitcoin at an alarming rate. Until now, every coin they lock down has come from someone who valued it at less than $52,000. we are only one month into the thing. What happens when they run out of short-term sellers to buy from? So far, everyone who has sold their coins to BlackRock has been left behind. They got their bag of fiat and watched the Bitcoin train leave their arse in the dust. The people who have given up their finite Bitcoin for infinite fiat likely never understood what they were holding or just how much the game has changed. But but there are many of us who do understand. The question that people need to be asking is this: After BlackRock grinds through these short-term hodlers, what kind of prices will they need to pay to get the coins off of the long-term hodlers who deeply understand Bitcoin? There are many who value their stacks at one million per coin, preach, and there are others who will never sell, especially not to BlackRock. It's your move. This is chess, not checkers. Preach. Now here is the historic prices of Bitcoin on Valentine's Day this year. We're close to 52 G's. Last year, 22,000. 2022, 42,000. 2021, 49,000. 2020, only 10,000. 2019, 3,500. Uh, 2018, 9,000. 2017, 1,000. 2016, 400. 2015, 250. 2014, 630. 2013, 26. 2012, 5. 2011, one dollar. And in 2010, it was five cents. And in it was virtually worth nothing. So let that sink in. And as Samson now points out, the multiplier scales, the higher the Bitcoin price goes, the higher the multiplier is. Preach. So there you have it, fam. Unprecedented times. We have massive demand in the market and BlackRock is scooping up biddies like there ain't no tomorrow and they're just getting started. By this time next year, I can see BlackRock holding millions, millions of a Bitcoin, especially at 100000 a month, and they're just starting. But anyways, family, keep pumping the likes to pump the stream, and let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss this $34 trillion deficit. That's right, man. Uh, billionaire Mike Novogratz says that the wave after wave of U.S. debt accumulation is giving him 34 trillion reasons to have unwavering confidence in the future of BTC, and a new post on X, the Galaxy Digital CEO, who has the infamous Luna tattoo on his arm, which he was showing off at the Bitcoin Miami conference, which is hilarious. Hilarious. The U.S. government is shelling out billions of dollars per day to pay the interest on the country's burr awning, uh, what's that, burr going, uh, 34 trillion debt. I can think of 34 trillion reasons to believe in Bitcoin. America is spending over $2 billion every day, $2 billion a day, family, on interest payments alone. That's over $83 million per hour every hour. Many Bitcoin investors believe the Bitcoin serves as a store value asset, of course, and a hedge against fiat currency debasement, of course. In April 2023, Novograt said that he did not want Bitcoin to hit a million bucks anytime soon, as it would mean the instability in the U.S., has set in, and in an accompanying video, he warned that some of the country's largest foreign lenders now have a reduced appetite to accumulate U.S. debt via treasuries. He also says the country may soon witness financial issues as the government continues to pile onto its balance sheet amid a high interest rate environment, quitting him here. Traditionally, because we are the reserve currency, everyone will lend you money. There is a lot of confidence in America. So the Chinese, the Middle East, the Russians, but all of a sudden we put sanctions on the Russians and the Russians are never going to lend money to the U.S. again in the short term. The Chinese are worried about us. So they're buying less and less treasuries. The Japanese still own a lot of our debt, but the foreigners want to buy less of our debt. The world is not nearly as unified around U.S. leadership, as he used to be, preach. And as the interest rates go higher, and this is really a problem, the debt payments... Also go higher. It's like a credit card. You borrow a thousand a credit card debt and they charge you twenty-one percent. That's two hundred bucks a year. You can't pay that back and it just keeps growing, growing, and growing. That's right. I mean, he makes good points here. And some are saying this 34 trillion debt can mushroom to a hundred trillion. Before you know it, it's virtually impossible to ever, ever have to pay it back. So how are we even going to do so? What does that mean for the US dollar, for the BRICS movement, the de-dollarization? Let me know, family. But anyways, let's dive into our next. the day. Welcome everyone joining the stream. Pump the likes to pump the stream. Let's discuss a big Bitcoin rally incoming. According to Anthony Scaramucci from Skybridge Capital, Scaramucci maintained that it is not too late for investors to buy Bitcoin despite the Bitcoin price exceeding 50 G's baby on Monday. Scaramucci detailed the following. With Bitcoin back over 50,000, the average investor again is wondering, did I miss the buying opportunity? The answer is hard. No. The SkyBridge founder cited three key factors, which he believes will drive the Bitcoin price upwards. Number one, falling interest rates, which can make assets like Bitcoin more attractive, rising demand for spot Bitcoin ETFs, as well as bringing billions of net flows to the market and the upcoming Bitcoin halving approximately 60 days away. He shared face ripping rally incoming in my opinion. So whose face are we going to rip off? I just start automatically thinking a of face off, Nick Cage, John Travolta, only I'm envisioning Peter Schiff and whatever bears like Capo, we can rip their faces off. You know what I mean? Scaramucci stated in January, he expected Bitcoin to soar above 170,000 next year, which is this year, if the price of the Bitcoin stays at the current levels until the having, he said a Bitcoin is at 45,000 on the having where it roughly is now, it'll be 170,000 by mid to late 2025. But guess what? we're already above 50, close to 52,000. So we're ahead of schedule. Moreover, he predicted significant capital inflow from Wall Street into the spot Bitcoin ETFs with the U.S. SEC approved on January 10th. They officially went live on the 11th, which is virtually a month ago. He also stated that the exponential growth of the wallets and adoption of Bitcoin globally will drive the Bitcoin prices higher throughout 2024. Now, the Mooch previously said the Bitcoin investing is a buy and hold strategy, adding, I would just recommend to people they hold it. That's right. How'll be thy name. Now, it's so easy to do. Most people can't do it. They just have no patience. They're in everything for the short term. If you're an investor, make investments for the long haul. Bitcoin is a long-term play. Ain't nobody getting rich overnight. That day, that ship has sailed. That was back in the, the 2011, 2012, 2013 days, maybe. We're in 2024, right? You're not going to get rich overnight. However, if you have the balls and the patience to hodl, or I should say fallopian tubes for you women out there, uh, to just hodl, right? And continue to stack sats accordingly, and you can do so for at least one to two cycles. It's mathematically guaranteed to be in the green because the purchasing power of Bitcoin is mathematically guaranteed to increase because the dollar is doomed. It was written. It's biblical. You know what I mean? I'm just keeping it 100. If you can treat Bitcoin like a savings, you're going to be very happy. You're going to be very wealthy in the future and the cycles to come. If you're unwilling to hodl the asset for another four to eight years, go to the casino. Uh, Just do your ish coinery. Uh, you know what I mean, do what you got to do and maybe you'll win. Maybe you'll lose. Uh, typically people go to the casino and lose because it's rigged. The casino is destined to win because all the games have the odds for the casino to win. There's a handful of games where your odds are the highest, like uh black rock uh, and black rock. I meant, uh, uh, blackjack, my bad black rock on my mind, maybe craps something like that. But what do most people do at the casino? They play the slots and slots are programmed to pay out maybe for every 100,000 they collect. They have to, by law, pay out maybe 20% or something like that. But you're mathematically guaranteed to lose the longer you stay in the casino. Same thing with the altcoins and gambling in general. You gamble sports betting is huge. That football, February 11th, football teams that played in the Super Bowl. this was the most gambled sports event in history people love gambling. Most people are degenerates. They love losing. They love the thrill of losing and how it makes them feel. They love being the victim and telling their friends how much they lost on the game. You know what I mean? This is just how people are. But with Bitcoin, if you hodl long-term, become a winner. Why not? Next story of the day, we still got a lot to cover. Here's the latest from the one and only Mike Saylor. Have you noticed all the greats our name Mike, so yeah, have you noticed all the greats are named Michael? We got Mike Tyson, Mike Jackson, uh, Michael Jordan. We also have Michael Saylor. So here's the latest from uh, the Giga Chad himself. Here we go. Uh, the founder and executive chair of enterprise software firm MicroStrategy said the demand for Bitcoin is outstripping the supply. In a new interview on CNBC, Bitcoin Fire Brand Saylor said the approval of the spot market Bitcoin ETFs in the U.S. triggered massive demand for Bitcoin. Quoting him here, there's 10 years of pent up demand, people have been waiting. For these ETFs. And finally, the mainstream investors are able to access the BTC. And I think that's what's driving the surge of capital in the asset class. Initially, there was a rebalancing as people were moving capital between the futures market and the miners and MSTR and ETFs. But following that rebalancing, I think that the assets found its footing and now the people are beginning to realize there's 10 times as much demand for Bitcoin coming in through these ETFs as there is supply coming from the natural sellers. Were the miners now spot market Bitcoin ETFs give the investors exposure to Bitcoin without having to actually purchase the asset itself? They were approved in January by the U.S. SEC, and according to Saylor, Bitcoin by market cap has become the world's most popular investment asset. That's right, quoting him again. Bitcoin is novel, it's digital, it's global, it's unique, and it's uncorrelated to traditional risk assets because it doesn't come with exposure to any given country, currency, company, quarterly result, product cycle, or competitor, not to weather, not to war, not to an employee base or supply chain. And so that makes it a natural addition to the portfolio of a responsible investor. So where are my responsible investors at? Make some noise. And to watch this actually interview that Mr. Saylor did on CNBC, check the show notes below the video in the description. Anyways, fam, we still got two more stories to share. Let's discuss the latest with the BlackRock mass accumulation, which I believe is driving these prices right now, the way we're up. 2,300 on the day, like it ain't no thing. And uh, we're up 20% on the week. So again, congrats all Bitcoin hodlers. Here's the latest from BlackRock. And then we'll be diving into some $1 million price predictions, followed by some live Q&A, make some noise in the chat family, pump the likes, the pump, the stream, and live the dream. BlackRock Spot Bitcoin ETF fun. iShares Bitcoin Trust has surpassed the 100000 Bitcoin mark under management. Pretty big deal for one month. According to the official data by BlackRock, iBit amassed 105,000 Bitcoin in holdings on February 13th. The iShares Bitcoin Trust became the first spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States to reach 100,000 BTC, and it managed assets on the 22nd day of trading. What is that? Three weeks? Amongst other nine spot Bitcoin ETFs, excluding GBTC, the news marks a significant achievement in BlackRock's aggressive Bitcoin buying spree since the firm launched its spot Bitcoin ETF January 11th. Alongside the 10 other issuers, BlackRock has multiplied the iShares Bitcoin Trust holdings by more than 3,700% since debuting iBit back in January, as its assets under management have grown from 2,600 Bitcoin on January 11th to 100,000 BTC February 13th. The iShares Bitcoin ETF is one of the nine spot Bitcoin ETFs that have been actively growing its holdings since launch, including the Fidelity Wise Origin Bitcoin Fund, which amassed 83,900 Bitcoin as of February 13th. 13th, so they're right behind them. Now, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, also emerged as the only spot Bitcoin ETF that has been actively dumping Bitcoin following the historic spot Bitcoin ETF launch here in the US. After debuting trading with 619,000 Bitcoin in managed assets, GBTC reduced its holdings by 25%, which is 463 Bitcoin now being held. By February 13th, also keep in mind, 1 billion of that dump of GBTC was due to the FTX estate, dumping it onto the open market. The good news is those have slowed down and dried up. And so now the inflows are drastically increasing as the outflows are decreasing. Now, Cointelegraph approached BlackRock for a comment regarding iBit's 100,000 Bitcoin holding milestone, but haven't received a response yet. But once they do, I'll be keeping you up to date. iBit's Bitcoin holdings milestone came amid the spot Bitcoin test, posting another record in terms of daily net inflow since their launch. According to data from Farside Investors, combined daily inflows from the 10 Spot ETFs total 631 million, as I pointed out earlier from Pompliano, with 493 million flowing into the iShares Bitcoin. ETF alone. And according to some of the crypto observers online, BlackRock might have been struggling to match the demand from the massive inflows into the iShares Bitcoin ETF recently. Uh, Quoting them here, OTC, over-the-counter sellers to BlackRock, ran out of coins. BlackRock literally had to buy Bitcoin from Coinbase. So there you have it. They're buying it from Coinbase because there's no more over-the-counter for them to take advantage of. Once the U.S. market's open, you'll see Bitcoin teleport, Once again, and lo and behold, we're teleporting today on February 14th, so this analyst was 100% accurate, so respect. The news comes amid Bitcoin seeing significant growth, with Bitcoin surpassing 51,000 for the first time in two years. As we know, the all-time high was set back on November 10th of 2021, and we're now up over 20% just in the past week, which is a pretty big deal. So to have 20% of your portfolio profiting within one week. I mean, unprecedented times, family. So take advantage of this. But anyways, let's now dive into our featured story of the day and discuss Bitcoin ripping to a million dollars per coin. That's right. Bitcoin can skyrocket on a meteoric rise to one million per coin amid banking turmoil and federal reserve money printing as the money printer continue to go. so you already know. So here you go. Here's the latest. Former BitMEX CEO predicts Bitcoin surging to a million per coin based on banking bailout measures and money printing by the Fed. Now, keep in mind, kind of like deja vu, it was one year ago today, there was a regional banking crisis. And some say that regional banking crisis was never solved. And hence, we're witnessing a deja vu moment in the markets. So check it. In a bold prediction, Arthur Hayes, former CEO of BitMEX, the crypto exchange, foreseen an extraordinary surge in the price of Bitcoin, envisioning it reaching a staggering $1 million per coin. Hayes, known for his expertise in the crypto industry and also a billionaire just FYI, made this projection in light of the anticipated banking bailout measures and significant money printing by the Fed. Moreover, he expressed concerns about the troubled state of New York Community Bank Corp after Moody's recently downgraded its credit rating to junk status. Definitely not a good look for a bank to be downgraded to junk status. Why is that? Because fiat currency, AKA, That tulip bulb mania crypto Ponzi scheme. No, it's not crypto that's a Ponzi scheme. It's US dollars, which are the Ponzi scheme, hence the junk status. Just had to throw that out there. Arthur Hayes took on X to share his anticipation that the value of Bitcoin would skyrocket to a million a coin. In his post, he shared a price chart of NYCB and exclaimed, Resume the dump. He referred to the Fed. Reserve Chairman Jay Powell's recent statement, which emphasized the strength of the U.S. economy and the banks. However, Hayes pointed out that the New York Community Bank Corp situation contradicts this claim. He further stated, in the battle of perspectives, who prevails? The market, or the central banker, time and compounding interest remain undeniable factors, transcending the wishes of NEO, brace for the impending bailout as Bitcoin heads towards a million per coin. And additionally, Hay shared his expectation that Powell and Treasury Secretary, Miss Banance. Janet Yellen would soon initiate significant money printing. He cited a surprise loss at NYCB as a contributing factor. These insights from Hayes underscore the potential implications of banking troubles and monetary policy on the price of Bitcoin. So a warning family, only keep in the bank what you're willing to lose because not only is it a melting ice cube, fractional reserve banking is a Ponzi scheme. Meaning if there was a bank run, there isn't enough money in the bank to give you the funds, even if it's FDIC insurance. So, never trust bankers. Anything, Miss Finance, Janet Yellen says, or Jay Powell take it with a grain of salt. You already know. Last week, the U.S. banking sector was struck with fear as NYCB reported a staggering quarterly loss of only a quarter billion dollars, reversing 172 million profit from the previous year. This substantial loss was driven by concerns in the commercial real estate sector, leading to a quintupling of the bank's loan losses to 552 million. That's half a billion, family. So as consequences of NYCB's financial turmoil, the stock plummeted by 40% in a single day. And they say Bitcoin is volatile. And I accept it because Bitcoin volatility equals life force. But how do you describe the bank losing 40% of their stock in a single day? So you already know the banks are doomed family. So again, only keeping the bank what you're willing to lose. And in another post, Hay shared a Bloomberg article that highlighted Moody's decision to downgrade their credit rating to junk status while Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen bonance, expressed her hope that weaknesses in commercial real estate would not pose a systemic risk to the banking system. Yeah, whatever you say, Miss Bonance. She acknowledged the potential stresses faced by the smaller banks due to these developments. And then you had Fed Chairman Jerome Powell also indicated that some of the banks might need to be closed or merged out of existence. Let me tell you how this works. JP Morgan Chase will take them over just like everything else because they're the chosen ones. JP Morgan Chase, CEO, Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond, you already know. He is a billionaire too, by the way, and he continues to flood Bitcoin even though he's an authorized participant with BlackRock because that's how criminals on Wall Street get down. So never trust these central bankers, family. So as the money printer goes... Bitcoin equals 1 million. Hayes implied that NYCB's downgraded junk status potentially could lead to its eventual bankruptcy. And furthermore, he suggests that continuous money printing by central banks, including the Fed, may contribute to the surge of the Bitcoin value, ultimately reaching 1 million per coin. So there you have it. What are your thoughts with his 1 million Bitcoin price prediction as a result of this regional banking crisis and money printer continuing to go... And now for a bonus 1 million prediction by the year 2028. I got you covered, family. As Bitcoin evangelists fervently advocate for its exponential growth, skeptics raise valid concerns about market unpredictability. We got Tor Meester. well-known Bitcoin OG, recently shared a tempered view on Bitcoin's trajectory. Shout out Barack Munfield's evangelista. Always appreciate the supers and all your support for the channel. Love and light, fam. Despite acknowledging the significance of Bitcoin's having events, which reduce the supply and historically lead to price surges, The meester remains cautious about setting overly ambitious expectations. However, we also have Samson Mao uh, confident in Bitcoin's ability to soar to a million, which I recently covered on the show. We have Chinese New Year in effect this weekend. In China, this is a big deal, and it's the year of the dragon, not only dragon, but the wood dragon, which is a green dragon, and green is prosperity, jade, right? So this is the year of prosperity, and you already know. Now, Mao points to the upcoming Haven events that reduce Bitcoin's daily production as catalysts for potential price explosions, which we already know. His optimistic outlook hinges on Bitcoin's adoption and the belief that the sudden surges can cause significant disruptions. In the market. Now, for the factors influencing the Bitcoin price future, the anticipation surrounding the Bitcoin journey of a million closely tied to the halving events, which we know is going to take place in two more months. These events, marked by the reduction in the rate of the new Bitcoin created, has historically triggered notably the big price movements. With the upcoming halving scheduled for mid April, investors are eyeing the potential impact of the Bitcoin price trajectory. Moreover, market dynamics and adoption rates play crucial roles in shaping the Bitcoin future, while some argue the natural adoption may constrain its growth. Others believe that market movements could defy conventional models. And as the community eagerly awaits the unfolding of events, the debate rages about the feasibility of Bitcoin reaching that $1 million milestone. What does JB think? $1 million? inevitable. I don't necessarily believe it's going to happen this cycle. I'm not that bullish, but nonetheless, it can. You can't put a cap or a ceiling on Bitcoin because as I mentioned earlier, money printer will continue to go. Brrr, so the purchasing power of Bitcoin is mathematically guaranteed to increase. How high? It depends on how much money printing they're going to do. How many more trillions will be printed in 2024? Yeah, you know I mean? However, I can realistically see Bitcoin hitting a million per coin at this cycle peak of the following cycle. The next halving is gonna occur in 2028 after this year's 2024 halving. I think the year preceding that in 2029, that's when I can realistically envision $1 million per coin right? So stack accordingly. Hence why I say 50,000 is such a discount. Not only is this 20,000 below the all-time high, which we conquered back in 2021, but I mean, look at the potential where Bitcoin is going. Look at what the ETFs are doing in the market right now. The supply is about to get chopped in half. So that 12.5X demand being bought up versus the supply will soon flip into 25X. That doesn't count. MicroStrategy, hoarding, and uh, accumulating mass Bitcoin with their goal to accumulate 5% of the circulating supply. They only currently have less than 200,000. They're looking to accumulate a million. That doesn't include ARK Invest and Kathy Wood uh, continuing to accumulate. It doesn't uh, consider... Michael Saylor's personal stash, purchasing Bitcoin every day for the next four months, which he has announced, right? That doesn't consider what uh, Nayibu Bukele is doing for the whole entire nation of El Salvador with the nation-state adoption of accumulating Bitcoin on the balance sheet. That doesn't include what Suriname plans on doing with putting 1% of their central bank strategic reserves into the King Crypto. That doesn't count for other nation-states, such as Colombia, which has a population of, like, a lot of people or Brazil, one of the largest countries, if not the largest in South America adopting Bitcoin as a legal tender that doesn't take into effect or into effect, Argentina or Panama or Costa Rica or Nicaragua or Mexico or Canada or Iran or the sovereign wealth fund sitting in Qatar, sitting on a half a trillion dollars, right? Looking to convert their entire fund into Bitcoin that doesn't take into effect the largest oil company out of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, partnering with the largest bank in Japan, S holdings, getting into digital assets. You run the math. One million Bitcoin, done deal. The question, when? Let me know in the live chat. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Huddle.